Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Before I um, begin with my organised message, uh, I'd just like to take two minutes to talk about our Christmas party. Is that okay? I did the thing that we're supposed to do. On your seat, there were two cards, right? One of them is an invite with all the details of the Christmas party you can just hand over and say, here's the information, hope you can make it. The other one is where you actually write someone's name on the back that you are going to plan to invite and you you use it, you stick it on your fridge and you remember to pray for them and pray for them and pray for them. Then you give them the invite. Then you keep on praying for them and keep on praying for them until the day of the Christmas party. Um, I did that thing. I wrote someone's name on it. I thought about it. I asked the Holy Spirit to speak to me. He gave me a name, a guy that I know, not just him, but his wife and his kids, as little kids as well. And I thought, good idea, God. Wouldn't that be great for them? We're planning stuff for kids that's fun. Yeah, good. Excellent. Santa's going to be there, I believe. Santa's going to be looking for Jesus. Just like, just like everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so, so I thought of him, wrote his name down, and I started praying for him. And then this week, during the week, I approached him at the gym, because that's where I, we go to the same gym. Uh, and I approached him at the gym, and I said, hey, I've been thinking about you and your family because our church is doing this thing. It's going to be all about Jesus, it's going to be all about Christmas, but there's going to be heaps of fun stuff for the kids, and I just thought you might like to come. And he said, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I went, great. Step one, done. He said, I'm not sure about the date. I'd have to check. And I said, that's fine. Everybody understands, you know, you've got bookings and events that are already in the calendar, and it's a busy time of year. Cool. But why don't I just give you the invite, leave it with you, you can talk to your wife, make your plans and it'd be great if you could come and he said perfect so the next day I remembered a miracle to take the card with me to the gym because I went I go many days to the gym and so does he and uh yeah next day I gave it to him I said here here's the invite that I talked about and he said yeah great and put it with his stuff and he took it home I haven't stopped praying for him now that the invite's been handed over I'm still praying for him because there's a couple of weeks between now and the actual event um And that's the plan. That's the idea, right, with these cards. Don't give them the wrong one by accident. Just a tip there. That could be awkward. Um, Yeah, so I've... Now, look, if he doesn't come, I'm not going to go, oh, well, I don't don't have to go because my friend's not coming. I'm still going to be here because your friend might come. And you might say, hey, Stu, meet my friend. Right? So I can still... I still have a role to play, an important role to play, even if the people I invited didn't show up. And, you know, on the law of averages and, you know, there are going to be people we invite who don't come. That's fine. But please still come and be the body of Christ and, you know, represent Christ and meet your friends' friends and be the community that you just demonstrated that you are. Um, Yeah, that's Christmas in a nutshell. Now, on to my message. In Matthew 5.13, Jesus talked to his followers his disciples at the time, um, basically anyone who was paying attention, following him and hanging on every word. 
which was a growing group. You know, it started as a couple and then a couple more came off a fisher boat and then, you know, it became 12 that were always kind of hanging around and then it became many more and eventually it was like 72 and then there was hundreds and, you know, so, but basically he turned to the people who were following him and said these words, you are the salt of the earth. Now, because of our faith, we believe that since it got permanently recorded in the Bible, those words for Jesus echo all the way to now, for you, for me. You are the salt of the earth. Has anyone heard that expression? Oh, he's a good guy. He's the salt of the earth. Ever heard that? Yeah. It's a pretty common kind of colloquial thing to say. And I looked it up in the Collins Dictionary. And it says that referring to another person as a salt of the earth means some stuff like this. It means you've got a lot of respect for them. It means they're the type of person who might deal with a difficult or demanding situation without much fuss. Uh, it means that you're the, the centred and calm person in a crisis at work, maybe. Um, that you're the reliable kind of person that everyone else can count on in your family. You don't drop the ball. Um, you're maybe the kind of person who can have an awkward conversation with someone else while still um, looking after their dignity and privacy. Um, you're the kind of person who, you know, might be able to actually hold someone accountable. Um, you're the kind of person who might be able to um, be easy to lead, you know, just a no-fuss person who just gets stuff done. If you're any of those things, you are being the salt of the earth. I'll explain more. Because this passage is commonly accepted as being about evangelism. When I say evangelism, I mean telling people about your belief in Christ, about your faith in God, and that that's how you live, and that's what your life's made up of, and that's, this is the difference that it makes. And, you know, I can remember my time BC, before Christ, and, you know, then I gave my life to Christ, and that, ex that experience was like this, and since then, this bit's been different to that bit in these ways. That's basically sharing your faith in a two or three minutes, you know, like, just, and you should probably think about how you can quickly do that, because it's nice to have it up your sleeve and ready to go. That's what I mean by evangelism. And this verse has been, you know, held up as being all about evangelism for a long time. So how do you make it obvious to everyone around you that you are different? There's something different about you. Sometimes I feel like I've got an added advantage that other people don't know about. I've got a secret weapon. You know, I just go and pray and everything works out for me. And people go, wow, that was really cool. You're so clever. And I go, hmm, I've got a secret weapon. Uh, but we are different. We're different. Salt's got a taste to it, right? It's kind of sharp, but it's also, it adds flavour and it's kind of a, a good thing. It's in, it can enhance. Um, and I guess if as Christians we don't stand out in any way, we've probably got to ask ourselves the question, am I really letting the Christ in me be on show, activate, be seen, be noticed? Yeah, exactly. The kingdom that we joined, when we accepted Christ, we changed over from one kingdom to another. And the kingdom we're in now has got a different set of culture, different set of norms, different set of values to the kingdom that we were in. 
and, and um, sometimes they, they grind against the world's cultures around, the culture around us as almost opposites. Other times, they're just a bit different, but they're still different, and it's noticeable difference. That's why the Bible says we're strangers. It describes us as pilgrims in a strange land, aliens. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're salty. We're salty. But, as Pastor Steve said a couple of weeks ago, I've seen that used as an official excuse to become a jerk. Don't be beef jerky. So salty that you're creating beef everywhere you go. That's not what I'm on about. Oh, Stu, you don't understand. I'm salty, so I have to be offensive. No. If people aren't upset with me, then I'm going to have to work a bit harder so they know I'm a Christian and, you know, I'm a total pain in the neck. No. 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 That's not what I'm saying. Just nudge the person next to you and say, no. Right. We can be salted caramel. Ooh. Come on. I would never have dreamed that you would put salt and caramel together and it would taste amazing. I would have, at first, when people described it to me, I thought, yuck. Why would you ever? But we can be different without feeling we need to apologize for that at all. But at the same time, we can be the type of person that loves the unlovely like Jesus modeled for us. We can be sweet and salty at the same time. We can consider others. We can be unselfish. <clears throat> it doesn't make us less salty to show kindness. It just means we might get an open hearing when someone asks us about the salt. What is different about you, actually? I've noticed. Then we, because we're kind people, not putting people off, then we get an opportunity to explain and we go, okay, I've practiced this. Only takes about two minutes and 20 seconds. This is what I, this is how I roll. This is my Christian faith in a nutshell. I accepted Christ. This is the difference it made. But we get the opportunity to actually say it. You know, two years ago, I've been acting in a job at work, which was higher duties, you know, like doing a, a boss teacher job instead of a classroom teacher job. And then I applied for it to win it permanently. And someone else got it, not me. Kind of swooped in, and a stranger, like someone who wasn't part of our school, came in and took the job. And I was totes devo. I had to, it took me a bit of, it took me a moment, you know, like to get myself together and go back to work and work for that person in the role that I should have. It was awkward, it was embarrassing because staff would come up to me and go what what the heck just happened you should be in that role and you know what you guys sucks you do it heaps better than he does so how did he get it and I had to like walk a balancing act and keep my, all my responses to other staff righteous well let's just work with him you know and while managing my what the heck happened at home while putting on my <laughs> normal stew at work. Anyway, that was awkward. That was a big, long, awkward, extended thing. That was only two years ago, and now I have won and permanently own that role. That same role. So I'm going to give you a little gem 
copyright, Louise Gilding. How you respond to disappointment sets you up for your next promotion. If you can get back in the game, work it out privately with the Lord and go back and continue to be salt in your workplace, everything will work out. That's a word for people today. You're welcome. Um, People were watching my reaction. They really were. And like it or not, our lives are on display. We are light and we are salt. A lot of religions and the New Age attach heaps of meaning to significance to salt. I had no idea until I started to look into it. Like some people, um, there are sacred ceremonies and rituals that all involve salt. Did you know people put salt strategically in certain spots in their house? I'm like, what? What's, this? What's all this with salt? But Jesus knew when he said those words long, long time ago. Everything about all the properties of salt, the history of salt, the future of salt, how much significance salt would have now so that, I mean, seriously, you bring a new age person in here and sit them down and say, Jesus said that, you are the salt of the earth. They would go, oh, because they've got, they know what that means. They've got significance attached to salt. Not an accident. Nothing Jesus said was an accident. He knew, he knows. One of the main benefits of salt, as I researched it this week, is that it restores balance and it maintains balance. If you get the alkaline and it mixes with the acids in your body, you have lots of acids in different places in your body, and that it balances it all out to the right pH level so that your whole body functions properly. Salt in your diet helps to regulate your blood pressure. It helps you with your blood pressure. Oh, wow. I thought, you know, back to when I was a kid, people were advising us to never eat salt, have salt-free diets, but they don't say that anymore because we've learned more. If you have a salt-free diet, eventually things will get out of whack and be out of balance and affect you. You see these... Athletes, after an event, sucking down the salt drinks, electrolytes and getting the salt back into them. The same is true for a workplace, a family home, a club, a business. Have you ever thought about that God has placed you in the situation you're in so that you can be salt and bring balance? You will be the balance bringer in the situation in that space with those people. You're going to be salted caramel in there. I know. Everyone's hungry, right? Because I keep on talking about salted caramel. Um, For example, for example, right? The kingdom value of being encouraging. It's a kingdom activity, no doubt about it. You just search encouraging or encouragement in the New Testament and it'll be pop, 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 pop. All these scriptures saying you must encourage each other. Encourage everyone every day. Encourage, encourage, encourage. There's no argument. So if you want to have a theological argument, argument with me, save it. It can be very common in my experience for a workplace feedback to be code for tearing someone to shreds. Has anyone else ever experienced that? Like here is a massive list of all the stuff you're not doing well. Here is a massive list of all the stuff you've done wrong. And that's it. 
and then you walk away in tears, that's feedback? As a Christian, you shine light and bring the salt, bring the balance back when you give people a different kind of feedback. Here is a list of all the stuff that you're doing really well that I'm really happy about. Can you keep doing it that way? They won't know unless you tell them. You know this? I love the way you're doing that. Can you keep doing it just like that? And they go, oh, all right, good. It's like confirmation. Then they do it even more, like, you know, with more gusto because it's been confirmed. And then you might say, if you do more of that, that good thing that I've been asking you to do, I think there's a bit of a negative thing over here, but that will fix it. If you just focus on doing that positive thing, they go, oh, all right. Different kind of feedback, right? If you're a leader, profile what you want to see more of and watch it thrive, expand. What about the kingdom value of integrity? The Bible says in Romans 15:2 that we should please our neighbours to build them up. Please your neighbours to build them up. That word please is actually aresco in Greek. It was originally written in Greek. They chose to translate it into English as please. But it means to satisfy someone by meeting their expectations. Satisfy them to meet their expectations. So I guess God is telling us to do that with our colleagues and bosses. It's in the Bible, blame, blame the Lord. Take it up with him. I didn't write it. Um, Believe it or not, integrity is more rare than we'd all like it to be. I'll show you. Hands up if you've ever worked somewhere with people who don't follow through on what they promised they were going to do. Oh, look. See? Or, you know, they always seem to have an excuse why they didn't meet the normal expectation that everyone else has met. (laughs) See? Integrity is rare. You might think it's not, especially if you have integrity. You might go, isn't everyone just like me? Common flaw of logic, no, everyone is not like you. Everyone is different. But if you're a Christian, a way you can be salty with integrity is get yourself to that meeting, whatever it takes. Don't make excuses, be there. Be there on time. Do what you say you were going to do. If someone wants you to cut corners or sidestep things that you really should do, don't budge on your conscience. Say, sorry, I'll do it properly. It might take a little bit longer. When you do those kinds of actions of integrity, you are being salty, um, counteracting the off-balance in your sphere and creating balance. And people will notice. Oh, they'll notice. They might not always talk about it, But I've learned that they are quietly watching our lives. A student came up to me at school and told me that they had found my sermons online and listened to all of them. And I went, first of all, I didn't know you could search for sermons by me. (laughs) I thought maybe I was just anonymous under C3 Church, but no, apparently you can search them up. Um, And I I was like, why? Why did you want to listen to my (laughs) preaching And they said their answer was about integrity. They said, you don't just demand respect from students towards you. You are also respectful in the way you relate to them. And to them, that meant that equaled integrity. So they were interested. 
to find out more about my life. Um, yeah. So stop right now and think about it. I encourage you to close your eyes. Just ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you're already doing that is kingdom values and bringing salt and balance. It might be in your family, your workplace, your club, wherever. Show us. And it'll be that, the first thought that occurred to you. The Holy Spirit doesn't take a long time to talk to us in my experience. If you ask, he just goes, bling, it's that. So now you know what you're already doing that's bringing salt and balance. I encourage you this week to do the same thing. You can open your eyes again. I encourage you this week to do the same thing. Just sit quietly somewhere and say to him, can you show me something more? What else could I add to my toolkit? Is there another thing I could start doing to bring salt and balance in whichever sphere you'd like? And he'll show you. Start doing this. Try speaking about that. Try this, try that. He'll give you very specific things. He's not secretive. He, he loves it when you ask him a question. He wants to communicate with you, like Jemima was saying during the worship. And his answer will allow you to be sweet, not harsh with other people. But at the same time, noticeably different. He sprinkled us like salt into all sorts of groups and situations. You know, like Jamie Oliver. Oh, that's going to need some salt. He grabs this massive big pinch of salt, throws it in the pan. And then he looks at it and goes, <laughs> grabs another one. <laughs> Anyone else? Jamie Oliver fan? God's done that with us. Sprinkled us into society. And Nathan said last week, you don't even have to invite people to church. You can lead someone to Christ in a cafe, in a really normal conversation, sitting across from them drinking a latte. Yes, you can. And we can invite people to the Christmas party and hold them up in prayer all the way until it gets here. But a big part of our role is just to be salty wherever God's put us, to represent, to be a Christian in real terms wherever you are. As ambassadors, letting our lives stand out, showing kingdom culture. So, we've just got a few minutes left. If you have already filled in a card like me, and you've already got someone's name on it, and it's stuck on your fridge at home, good job. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to think of that person, and we're going to pray. If you haven't, you can pick up a card right now, and write on it, or think of a person right now that you plan to invite and pray for, and we're going to pray for him in a minute. I'll give you 20 seconds. Go. That's 10. God, we lift up all these people to you. There's hundreds of people that we're thinking about and talking about. God, I pray that you would do a work inside of them that we can't do. All we can do is hand over the invitation, but you are doing so much more behind the scenes. We pray that you would change things, that you would tear down wrong ideas that people might have about you, that they might have had for a long time, that you would soften their heart where it's been hard. You would prepare them to hear the good news about Christ. You would just get everything ready behind the scenes and do what only you can do.
we will do what we can do and we'll invite them to come. In Jesus' name, amen. And I also want to give an opportunity if you've never met Christ, you're thinking, well, Stu, you are weird. I don't know what you've been banging on about, but I like it and I want to take that step and move into a different kingdom. What do I have to do to do that? You've got to accept Christ into your life as your saviour, the one who paid the price and fixes everything, but also as your Lord, the one who's the new boss in the driver's seat. If you want to do that today, in a minute we're going to pray. We're all going to pray a big prayer out loud together, and you can join in with that, attach it to your heart, personalise it for you, pray it like you mean it, and that will change things. And you will move from one kingdom to another, and we'd love to support you in the journey after making that decision. But also, the rest of that verse that I never mentioned says, and what good is salt if it loses its saltiness? So maybe you're thinking, I'm a Christian, I've accepted Christ, but you know what, Stu? I kind of lost my saltiness. It's kind of worn off. I'm not noticeably different. If people asked, they wouldn't even be able to tell that I'm a Christian. I want to get back in. I want to reconnect. I want to recommit my life to Christ. Maybe that's you today. You can do the same thing. We're going to pray a prayer together. Pray the prayer like you mean it and say, God, I want to come back to you and I want to really live salty. So let's pray together, church. You just repeat these words after me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I'm sorry for my sin. I receive your forgiveness. Wash me clean. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want to live with you for the rest of my life. I thank you that today I'm saved. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.